Hello, 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 Hoops and Cards friends. I'm Gary, your host, welcoming you back to another great episode. Great, I mean, informative, encouraging, hopefully insightful, hopefully value added to you as basketball card collectors and investors. Here we are one week into the NBA season, and I'm coming at you with just some helpful tips and thoughts that I hope stick in your brain. Like, well, this year is not last year. Like, What voices are you listening to and what got you here won't get you there, as well as some random thoughts on how to make the most as a seller on eBay or wherever else you feel like selling. This is one of those episodes that I think on a variety of levels will hit you, help you, encourage you basketball card collectors and investors or fans of Zach Levine. So, hey, let's get after it. Welcome, one and all, to this Wednesday edition of Hoops and Cards. It's a day when we remember Donovan Mitchell went one of nine for three-pointers last night, and Michael Porter Jr. didn't do much better. But Shea Gilgis-Alexander? Mmm. Russell Westbrook? Yeah. A lot of guys had big nights last night. One who didn't was Nikola Jokic. Injury. Gotta pay attention to that and maybe what happens next with him. Anthony Davis? Unstoppable. But it's a wonder that that game even went that far. Here's the deal. Guys, this is going to be one of those episodes where uh, I struggled with coming up with a title because there's a a, a whole spectrum of things here. I want to make this about hoops and cards. Not hoops, and by the way, maybe I'll get around to cards. So this is going to help you with both. And uh, I also want to invite you to join Hoops Plus. We've had... Two episodes already with this new NBA season. Extra content supporting the show. Thank you guys for already joining uh, a number of you. It's great. Thank you. And I want to invite you to take the next step if you haven't yet. Some of you, I know you're on the fence. I know you're like, ah, I, I meant to do that already. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. No pressure, no schedule. But when you do, for the cost of less than a Crunchwrap Supreme Taco Bell word, You can get access to Hoops Plus, and you just go to anchor.fm forward slash hoops and cards forward slash subscribe, or if you forget that already, you go to the link in the show notes today and jump in. Love to uh, connect with you, give you more content, and join the team. So Hoops Plus, and, and hey, without further ado, let's get, did I say adieu? Is it Freddie adieu? Without further adieu, adieu, come on, let's go with this episode, Hoops and Cards, some of the statements or thoughts, wise nuggets that helped me as a collector and investor. One of the things that I find uh, helpful with just in life and in cards and in investing is Simple, memorable phrases that I want to remember 
uh, in, in random moments when I need them. And let me give you an example. Um, a few weeks ago, we did an episode that basically was called this year is not last year. This year is not last year. Uh, in life, of course, we're not all quarantined and things, um, but also in the market of sports cards, it's it's not a time when everything is going up and to the right like we maybe used to have. And where anything you bought, you could just count on being able to flip or grade or resell and things. And so I, I just need to remember that uh, you know, purchases, things I buy, things I chase, whatever, like I need to weigh those a bit more thoughtfully, a bit more cautiously, a little bit more research and, and to really pick my timing had to remember this year is not last year. And I did get some, some feedback that you guys, that, that sticks with you. And, and for those of us that were around last year, like I had to get over the discouragement of that, of that, you know, like, okay, uh, purchases now could be just as likely to lose money in a week or in a month, you know, uh, purchases that I made last year aren't worth what they were last year because the market was going up and to the right. And we didn't know when that was going to change. It, it just did in the spring and, uh, March and April here. And so those, those simple phrases though, that, uh, you know, I repeat on the show a few times, I think some of that is uh, helpful, effective communication. If it matters, you'll, you'll repeat it. If it matters, you'll repeat it. And, uh, this year is not last year. Okay. So here's, here's another one. I want to give you a couple more phrases, a couple more thoughts that, that stick with me or that, that I can see are helping me right now as the beginning of this NBA season, uh, takes shape there. There's this thought that I have about life and I'll just, I'll just say the statement. What are you listening to? What or who are you listening to? Because I believe the, the voices that we listen to, the, whether it's the opinions, the, the leaders, the, the TV shows, the podcasts, Hey, you're listening to hoops and cards in case you didn't know, like what, but seriously, when it comes to decisions in spending decisions in collecting decisions in investing goals that you might set or feel what are you listening to are you listening to market trends are you listening to the cards somebody else tells you are going to be worth something someday are you listening only to your own preferences and ideas and i'm not saying that there's a a clear right or wrong of who you should listen to. That's, I'm not telling you who to listen to. I am saying that it's very helpful to know who I'm listening to and to choose what helps form my approach to cards, what helps form my approach to the NBA. And if I only watch SportsCenter, if that's what I'm listening to, then I'm going to be more driven by highlights and controversies things that they talk about on sports center teams that they feature and teams that they never feature i'll i'll think more about the the hoops than i will the cards and us nba fans we we need to fill in those gaps of hey wait a minute just because jakob pertle had another great game last night doesn't mean his card is going to go up at all this year it doesn't 
So I need to think just as much about the cards as I do the hoops. And we need to know and be considerate of the trends, the demand, the the habits, really just the overall state of the card market. I, I It benefits me to be aware of that. Who are you listening to? What are you listening to? And so with that, hey, thanks for listening to us, Hoops and Cards. Thank you for you know, giving your attention, your time, some of you Hoops Plus subscribers, um, you know, spending a little to, to help support us and to, to get more content. I think that's awesome. Uh, I want to be worth listening to. In fact, like, uh, I was chatting with one of you guys online yesterday and I'm like, Hey, one of the things I do is I go back and listen to previous episodes of this show and say, uh, one of the things I'm thinking is, would I listen to that? Would I do, am I interested in that episode? Did, did we talk about things that matter to you and to us? And you're really the number one draft pick grimace. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, so yeah, we just got interrupted there. I, I you know, this is, I try to film or record. This is not a film. This is, a, this is just a app that records my voice. Guys, I try to make, girls, I try to make this a reality show, so if I'm recording and uh, using my phone to do the recording and my wife happens to call and be like, honey, can you pick up the milk? That's my best impersonation of my wife. I don't do women's voices real well, but that that was it. That's all you got. So she calls in the middle of a recording and I'm like, all right what voices am I listening to right now, you know, but, uh, since I love my wife and I love milk, I'm going to get the milk and talking to you about it. What voices are you listening to? There are so many basketball websites, basketball shows, basketball podcasts. There's the NBA.com app on my Roku stick. There's so many things that, uh, and some of this is just saying, Hey, I'd like to recommend a few sources that helped me think about cards and the NBA, you know? Uh, but some of this is just to ask, okay, who have you been listening to to this point? And, and I suppose it does mean that I need to know where I'm going because I need to listen to the people who are already there or can help me get there. And so that brings me to phrase number two that I didn't coin this phrase. I didn't invent this phrase. I used to study leadership and I remember this statement, whether it's business, parenting, 
uh, career development, just the changes in society, whatever, would be this word of wisdom. What got you here won't get you there. What got you here won't get you there. What got me to the point of starting from scratch and just a few dollars, uh, you know, to buy and sell cards with or to buy and sell sports memorabilia with to get to a place where I've got a bunch of cards that I like and my, my overall value of my investments is far ahead of what I started with. But now I'm starting to talk about leveling up into more expensive cards and streamlining or simplifying my investment portfolio of cards from like a hundred cards that might be worth between 10 and 30 bucks to maybe let's go for cards that are 500 or a thousand dollars and just have five or 10 of those that I buy and sell in and out of as, as the values go up and down. And so what got me here to the point where I could probably do that is not what's going to get me there, like to the next level of maybe you're hoping this becomes a side hustle, a business, uh, extra stream of income for you. Maybe you're hoping it's a long-term investment thing that is part of your just, just part of your long-term investing or retirement strategy. Like, I don't know how you want to use this. You do need to, in both of these things, one of the things I love about the adventure of investing and collecting in basketball cards is that it's fun. I love basketball, but I also learn a lot about myself and have to have these kind of conversations with you guys and with myself of like, okay, what voices am I listening to? And what got me here will not get me there. Now I'm dealing with higher price cards with people that are different different types of buyers and different types of sellers. These higher price cards have a different range about them. You can see a card that on eBay is listed for, for anywhere between $400 and $800. Same card. There might be 50 of them listed. And you can look at the sold items and say, hey, wait a minute, this, ca- this card sold for $450 two weeks ago, and then it sold for $589, and then it sold again for $475. Like, what is with the ups and downs of this, these cards. Well, I mean, somebody's making money there, by the way. (laughs) So I want to learn like what is going to get me there to a place where I'm effective and comfortable and thinking of the mindset. Okay. There's, there's a, there's a higher quality, higher value card right in front of me. How do I, how do I position myself to get that card? And is it, is it more than just getting the card? Like, is it more than just, I got the grail? It probably should be. I did the research. I looked at a variety of uh, those cards for sale. I waited for a while and I pounced on the right deal. And then when I pounced on that deal, I kind of knew what I was going to do with that card, you know? And what got me here won't get me there. So let me go back to what voices are you listening to? Uh, I listened to some that helped me with the NBA. I listened to the Athletic Podcast. That's the um, publishing arm or the media arm of the NBA Insiders, and they do a daily, daily review of yesterday's games and talk about issues and current events in the NBA. That helps me stay at least 
at least on time, sometimes ahead of the basketball card market or basketball card awareness, you know? So that's one. I listen to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast because I love the guy's Australian accent and because he does the same thing thinking about NBA players, prospects, guys that are improving, guys that are not. And so I'm staying ahead and current uh, listening to that. Now, here's the deal with some of these, you guys. I am, you girls, I am listening not just because I care and I want to learn, but because I want to pass on gold nuggets to you, the listener at Hoops and Cards. And so, hey, one of the things that basketball cards and, and our podcast we want to do is to say, okay, maybe you don't have to listen to eight different sources because Gary is listening and passing on those those nuggets to you right here in this episode. You know, that's, I, I guess I'm letting you in on what some, what some of the voices I'm listening to. Where do I get my thoughts and opinions and information? You, I, I've talked about ESPN.com. I've talked about Doug Stats. I talk about Starstock and Slabstocks Pro. I talk about Sports Card Investor. Uh, there are a number of those things, really eBay and 130 point. So I, I'm trying to stay informed is what I'm saying to you. And on one hand, you might hear me recommend some of these or, or mention some of these voices I'm listening to. And you might be like, man, I, yeah, good. I want to try that out. You know, uh, others, you might be like, Hey, I'm glad Gary told us what he's listening to. And uh, that makes me trust a little bit more what Hoops and Cards is putting out because I'm not just getting up here and saying, you know, I don't like Lori Markinen's hair, so I'm not investing in it. Like, I'm not just giving you some random set of opinions that I'm forming just because I'm some guy with a phone in Cleveland that started a podcast. Like, that wouldn't be worth your time. At, at, At some point, you would get bored with me My advice would be stupid and rooted in 1994 stuff. Like, no, I want to stay, I want to stay a current. I want to stay aware and I want to pass on to you guys the things that matter. Some of that is NBA information and stats and realities and, you know, news from the NBA. And a lot of that is really cards and not limited to one guy's experience. I think, you know, maybe there are some things I'm learning that you guys could learn from or through. I keep saying you guys and then going, you girls, you girls, remember the Samantha women of the hobby. Don't ever forget. We need it. We need a word that's like means maybe that's why people say peeps or my friends or hoops and cards nation, whatever that involves like men and women and you know people from everywhere anyway friends there there you go uh my brothers and sisters i i just want to say i i have lots of ongoing good voices that i trust and some of them that quite honestly because what got me here won't get me there i've had to drop off and stop listening to other things and that's okay like do that just know where are those voices where are their opinions? Where are that where's that stuff coming from, and how is it helping you get to where you want? Sometimes it may just be, hey, they're fun to listen to. Like, why do I got to think so much? I just want to listen and enjoy sports. Well, I got that too. I got that too, and uh, that's part of the fun of this. Can they put a cork in this man? No, 
show offensively, Marvelous. So another thing I'd like to throw in here about what are you listening to? What what got you here won't get you there is that there's there's a part of this that if you're in it as a aggressive or thoughtful collector of basketball cards and you realize, hey, sometimes I can get the best deal from a dealer in town, from a card show this weekend. Shout out to the Canton Card Show this weekend. Excuse me. Man, that coffee is not hitting me right. <laughs> yum, yum. One of the things that you might realize is you need to find the best places to make deals and to find reasonable prices on cards or to find buyers that will buy your cards. Here's a couple of examples uh, where I have in the last week sold cards um, and I'm happy with the return. I'm happy with what I sold them for and with the buyers that I found. And I find this is every bit as, as important as the basketball information and tracking with the card market is knowing where and how you can sell cards and your mindset as a seller. In fact, we should do a whole series on basketball cards selling 101. There it is. I just trademarked it. We're going to talk about selling. Yes, because hey, if you can't close that deal, you just got a big stack of cardboard in your closet. Like what? Okay, so anyway, I, I've i made several sales in the past week on eBay. And even though there's an eBay 10% seller's fee, and even though I got to pay shipping or they do, there's, and there's some complexity there. I'm very happy with the cards that I've sold and the value that I've received from them or for them. And the way eBay works with, with uh, right now with its transactions or with the money that you make, it it holds on to it for a day or two and then transfers it to my bank account. And I, I don't really love that. But what I do love is that I can see in real time how much actual money, you know, after all those fees or whatever I'm getting from those sales. And it piles up throughout the day as things sell. Now, I think that the trick with eBay, there's a few tricks or tips here. You need to list, you know, more than 10 cards for sale. You probably should have 40 or 50 cards on sale on eBay at any given time at prices where you are willing to accept, you know, if somebody clicks, buy it now. Or if you start an auction, maybe you don't start it at 99 cents, you start it at the value you're willing to take for it. I wouldn't take less than $15 for that card. Well then start the auction at $15. And here's a eBay expert tip. Since people are impulse buyers and you don't have to be one, but since they are and say, you're going to sell a Paul George rookie card. Say you've got a Paul George, George 2010 Don Russ PSA 10 rookie card rated rookie, right? I recommend that one, by the way. Say you're gonna sell it, list it for a seven-day auction and time it so that that auction ends midway through a Los Angeles Clippers game. Because guess what people will be thinking about buying Paul George's during that game? Everybody watching. (laughs) People are paying attention. In fact, um, it's even more true about football because there's only one game a week. 
that like the time to sell Tom Brady cards would be on auctions that end during a Tom Brady game because everybody's thinking it and people see an auction and they're like, I want that card, I want that card. Well, all you need is two people to say, I want that card. And then they get bidding against each other. And then it becomes a pride issue. I gotta win. It's so funny, it's a funny term, winning an auction. Well, you just paid triple what that card is worth because you had to win in that moment. So many cards have oversold and I'm just saying as a buyer, excuse me, as a seller, it would be really smart for you. <laughs> just saying to list cards for seven day auctions, cause that's free, that end during that player's game. Boom. The other thing too is the eBay hours for people are usually between 8 and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's for the U.S. You tell me what they are in Australia or Sweden or Singapore, but maybe it's the same. It's the evening hours. In the U.S., the best time to buy, excuse me, the time when most buyers are out hunting for deals and get into auctions where they keep bidding a price up is Sunday evening between the hours of 8 and 11 p.m. 8 and 11 p.m. That's been my experience. That's also been the fact that for a while, guys, I was listening to podcasts about eBay and how to make money on eBay and how to set up an eBay store and what are the best tips for sellers. So some of the voices I listened to were like eBay millionaires that are telling us, hey, here, here's how you do it. And here's how you, even just how you describe an item in your listing. And here's, here's how you take quality pictures. Like if you, if you realize that you can make so much more money selling cards on eBay if you know how to do it, little things. But if you know how to do it, uh, it's a great platform. And it always will be because it, it taps into that global market and people all over the world. I've, I've bought some of my best cards on eBay and I've sold some of my best deals on eBay. So that's one area platform where I have recently, I just been pleased with how that's going. And uh, don't, I don't mind paying that eBay fee because it, it's like access to a global market and free advertising for what I've got to sell. So that's, that's pretty awesome. It's not free, it's part of my, you know. Anyway, the second platform, I don't know if I would limit it to platform, would just be online groups where I have met people that they have bought more than one card from me and I feel like, hey, uh, if, if, if they're willing to pay a fair price and I'm willing to sell, I won't have to pay that eBay fee. That's, that's always nice. And I can go back to them and say, hey, I found this card too, do you want that? And they might be like, yep. And they can pay immediately in money that transfers to PayPal or to my bank. That's really nice. And in fact, there is a channel on the Hoops and Cards Discord which you can get to through hoopsandcards.com. Like there's a channel for buy, sell, and trade. So, you know, some of you guys are already posting pictures of cards. It just, we just want it to be a basketball card only platform. There are other fantastic uh, Facebook groups. In fact, I've had some people say, join them all. Like that's where you will find more friends, more opportunities, more cards. And, uh, you know, so we're creating one more in the, the, Hoops Plus and also the Hoops and Cards Discord. I have found through Sports Card Investor, they have a large, robust Discord channel with, I don't know how many hundreds of users, maybe it's thousands. Thank you, Jeff Wilson, it's great. I have gone to their basketball, they have four basketball Discord groups. One is like for investing, one is for 
general. One is for new releases and one is buy, sell, and trade. And they monitor it and it's, it's, it's been a great experience for me where you can post pictures of a card and say, hey, this sells sell for $75 shipped. And then you get a direct message or a reply from somebody that might be interested in it. Great. <clears throat> All I'm saying is one of the, one of the, the tips here is to know and think through how can I, where can I, who can I sell these cards to when you're ready to sell? Because we've been through buying season, guys, and it's it's up to us to decide, okay, when is it selling season? When is that? Some cards you might say, well, it's never. It's my LeBron Net Marvels. It, it graded as a, a an HGA 10. I'm never selling that card, Gary. Okay, well, so then your selling season for that is never. But what about the other cards that, uh, you know, you bought on impulse and you're like, I don't love that card forever. I'm waiting for that guy to make the all-star team and get rid of it. I'm waiting for that guy to come back from injury and get rid of it. I'm waiting for that big bump in the card market. Just keep praying for that and get rid of it. So decide when selling season is and when that happens, you know where to go. You know who and how to sell it. And I've got one more eBay tip for you. I mean, if it, it, it's always to your advantage as a seller to not be in a rush. So, like I said, to schedule your auctions or just decide, hey, I'm not doing an auction. I'm just going to list it as some of my cards are listed as, hey, this one is $19.99. Buy it now. Period. So it might sit there for six months, but it sits there because I'm not selling it for less than $19.99. Sorry. So if somebody in Idaho or the UK wants to click buy three months from now, fine. But if someone sends me a $10 offer in a week, I'm not taking that. You can set the price and forget it. And eventually, hey, you wake up and, oh, that's sold, cool. I got 20 more bucks. You can set buy it nows for the price you want. That's not, that's not so complicated. The other thing you can do is set buy it nows for a little bit higher some people do this for like double what you might accept and then put best offer and just see what offers you get. In the meantime, and if you've used eBay, you know this, so I'm not like informing you. Enlighten us, oh wise one, that we can go click add to watch list and people will do this with your listings as the auction counts down the days or as the best offer just sits there and you wait for somebody to buy it. You can get one watcher, two watcher, three watchers, and what that does is lets you know that there's interest, gives you the opportunity to send them a, a discounted offer if you want to, you don't have to, but I do it, I use it the other way as a buyer. I, I click watcher and I wait to see if anybody sends me some deals. So I might watch 10 different Darius Garland, green mosaic reactive rookies. This is a hypothetical, right? <laughs> no, it's what's going on right now on my eBay. I, I, I'm like watching eight of these cards and I'm either waiting for people to send me discounted offers or I'm making them offers that, sorry if you're insulted by a low offer, like I think we need to stop taking that stuff personal because it's it's my money and you know I'm not gonna offer ridiculously low, but I am gonna offer low because cash is king and if you want it, you'll accept it. If not, I figure you'll counter offer. So I don't have thin skin when it comes to eBay negotiations. It's my money or it's my card. 
And that, that's one of the nice things, by the way, about eBay. I mean, on, on one hand, you don't ever really get to know the buyer or seller and you can't go back to them and say, hey, I got another Darius Garland Green. You want to buy that one too? Like, which by the way, I'd never do because I'm not selling his cards. But you, so you don't know who you're buying and selling from, but that's also a plus. Like if this random guy on eBay is offended that I offered him 30% less than his asking price, oh, well, like, sorry, it's my money. I'm picking up the milk for my wife here today. Like I'm not, I'm not out here in eBay world to, you know, please you with the amount that I offer on every card. I, I'm trying to get a good deal. And sometimes I get, I should say sometimes like once or twice a year, I'll get a reply from an eBay. Like, don't you know what the comps are? Like, okay. Well then counter offer me something that's within your view of the comps or somebody will send me a, a, Hey, the comps are blah, blah, blah. And I go look at the comps and I'm like, wait a minute. You just picked the most expensive comp from three months ago and told me that's what they are. Dude, look at the last three sellings, but I I don't go back at them. I'm like, I'm not going to get into eBay price arguments with people. Right. I, I think that's just dumb. So all that to say, there is some benefit in being able to make an offer. And if they want to negotiate fine, if they don't, that's fine too. I don't have to have that version of the card unless it's a one-on-one. Then we got issues. Then let's go, right? No, I'm just kidding. Hey, thanks for joining us on another episode of Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. Love to hear from you on Instagram, at Hoops and Cards. Post your deals, ask questions, give us some feedback. You can send me an audio note on uh, Instagram or you can go on uh, anchor.fm really at our website and record a question. Love to do that for listener feedback segments. And again, don't miss the opportunity to jump in and join Hoops Plus. We've got our first prize drawing on Friday of this week. So there it is. Some of you are like, where's the prize? Where's the prize? It's coming for a lot of us new subscribers and for one lucky uh, member. Hey, Friday is prize day, so let's do it. Also, NBA, I want to give a shout out to some of my guys who are stepping way up. Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Chris Middleton, usually Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Wowzers, Evan Mobley, Guy, who are you? Who are you paying special attention to? That's uh, that's stepping up and performing so well. It's a great NBA season. Hope you have an awesome week, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of Hoops and Cards. And uh, yeah, it's it's a Cavaliers night, so I'll, you know what I'll be doing. <laughs> Hold on to your butts. <laughs>